With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Welcome, everyone. And uh, I should say hello, friends, as you've come to know on the Tennis.com podcast. This is Ed McGrogan, and this is the first Tennis in 10 podcast. Uh, For the U.S. Open, I thought, you know, because the matches really age so quickly and uh, going from one day to the next, you know, you want kind of really a you know, a summation of what's going on, something that's a little bit digestible. Um, But, you know, really almost as soon as you listen or read about a match at the U.S. Open, it's almost already sort of old news in a sense. We're going to be doing a a 10-minute podcast that uh, we'll put in in the evening after every day's play will be available for your morning ride or just listening pleasure. And uh, I, I want to try that out uh, during the tournament, and uh, and we'll we'll see how it works out here. We have some new podcasting equipment, uh, mercifully to you, those of you who have stayed with me through uh, through some pretty rough hardware over the times. Long overdue upgrade to the uh, Tennis.com podcast, so thank you for your patience there. Um, as I said, you know, we'll uh, do 10 minutes sort of recaps of need to knows and things that I've found interesting while being at Flushing Meadows. I'll be there every day, of course. And before, you know, I was there to, you know, pick up our, my credential and just see the facility uh, on Friday. And if for any of you that have been to the open regularly, and have not seen what really has happened to the place. Uh, it's it it's quite staggering to say the least. And the, it has nothing to do with the roof over Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, it has to do with really the the widespread sort of redesign, rejiggering of the whole facility. Um, those of you who know what court four, five, and six are, they got really um, you know last year, last couple of years have been sort of revamped into like an amphitheater with a much more modern and truthfully fan-friendly feel. And that's um, that has taken place now with all of the side courts um, in the facility, uh, with the new grandstand really being the centerpiece of this transformation. Uh, you can, it, that corner of Flushing Meadows of uh, the tennis center, which really was kind of... Uh, it was really not a a destination by any means for tennis fans before. Uh, that's completely different now. There is a, you know, there is you could spend I think your whole day truthfully in that one corner of the facility the first week and catch 
plenty of good matches and you know you won't be you won't feel like you're just you know not part of really the the buzz of the the tournament itself it's it's a uh, it's a very different feel. I was very surprised when I when I walked through it. I just I didn't even know what to say after having attended the open for so many years. So if any of you are going, um, I I won't need to tell you to check it out because you'll just you'll walk right into it and you will see that. And the way I put it is that you know the open has is undergoing a multi year sort of transformation and it's not really only until this year that you're seeing kind of the plan really unfold. Um, you know, because of that, I think you you almost see Ash, Arthur Ashe Stadium, even Court 17 to some degree, you know, they almost show their age even more as compared to what's happened now at the facility grounds wide. Um, and you know, I think I think Arthur Ashe needed its roof to kind of keep up with uh, with the Joneses in a way, just on the other parts of of the facility. So, um, from a, a viewer's perspective, there's a lot to look forward to at this U.S. Open, and of course, from a playing perspective as well. I think both tournaments, the men's and women's singles events, um, you, it's not. It's not completely clear cut without a shadow of a doubt who uh, should win. I mean, I think it's easier to say Serena on the women's side, but I, I really, if if I was pressed to take Serena or the field, I would take the field. Um, I actually went with Agnieszka Radwanska in our in our picks, and uh, I made that before Friday, and she went on to win New Haven, even taking down Kvitova six one six one. Not saying that Rodwanska is going to get it done. You know, you have to make a pick for these uh, these little pieces. But um, I'm not as I'm not sold on Serena yet, despite Wimbledon. I think I think this is uh, this has been a a tough year for her, to, even despite some very deep runs at the Slams. Of course, two all three finals. She's one and two in those finals. But I, I do, I do foresee something of a of another women's champion this year, and I, I, I could see Rodwanska, assuming she, you know, New Haven is different from New York. There, we're not confusing the two, but it's, uh, it may be one of her best shots, and I have confidence in her, and I, I think she probably has been a little underrated, overlooked, all these years. Um, I think she's, you know, she's obviously due. Uh, we'll see if she makes good on it. And for the men, um, you know, I think this is one of the more interesting men's tournaments at the Slams in some time. Um, you know, with Murray and Djokovic neck and neck, I would say you're getting, I think you're getting opinion, you know, favorable opinion on both gentlemen uh, from depending on who you talk to. I do really like uh, the way Marin Cilic is coming into this, former champion, of course, champion in Cincinnati as well i think he should not be uh not be overlooked i don't think uh anybody with that kind of experience that kind of game and playing that well on a given day one of you know it, if you're to be a top 10 seed and to be sort of a forgotten contender that's the way chillich's career kind of is shaped out but 
I think Chilich could uh, could and should go pretty far in this one as well. And you know, really, I think the biggest story on the men's side, besides that, it may be above all, is Rafael Nadal. And I think we were so encouraged to see his play at the Olympics in singles. It's it. Rafa's career has always been a a series of stops and starts, really great runs followed by, you know, sort of uh, struggle, extended struggle at times. And I think maybe we'll, maybe we'll catch Rafa on one of on one of his better late year uh, patches of play here. You know. Usually this has never been Nadal's, even though he's a two-time champion. Uh, that's obviously I know that, but it's always been Rafa has started the year well. The clay is, of course, his domain, and the open has been his hardest slam to to do well in. And I think you know perhaps if he is back at full health and we for what we saw at the Olympics, it was pretty strong. Um, I'm very excited to see what we got in Nadal this year, particularly after last year his exit uh, to Fanini. I still remember that match so vividly in the um, in Ash with its half of a roof at that point, losing from two sets up. Uh, you you know Rafa remembers that, and I think um, I, I think it would it would make. It would be a fitting place for him, really, to kind of to kind of come back into the fold of of being that title slam contender once again in New York, where he's perhaps a bit overlooked as well, with Murray playing so well, with Djokovic being Djokovic at this point in his career. Um, a lot to look forward to in, in his game on the men's side, the women's side. I think. It's a U.S. Open that is uh, is going to be a really entertaining one, I think, from start to finish. Day one slate is pretty good, um, and I think that's what we're going to get. I don't think we're waiting till the end for the money rounds to really get our money's worth in this tournament. And it'll start uh, in just a few hours. And as I said, tennis in 10 podcast after every day's play. Uh, and uh, recaps I think you'll enjoy. Let me know what you think. This is Ed McGrogan for the Tennis.com podcast. Thank you for listening. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 